welcome to another episode of Sleep Whispers. I'm Harris, and this is my curious little podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings, which I hope will help you to relax and fall asleep. Episode number 195, and specifically, it's a story time episode featuring The Fir Tree by Hans Christian Andersen. If you're a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. Each week, I rotate through one of six types of episodes to calm those overactive squirrels in your brain. These include Whisperpedia episodes, chat episodes, batch episodes, fade-out episodes, trivia time episodes, and tonight you'll hear a story time episode, which means I'll be reading a curious tale to if you're interested in listening to over 200 more Whisper episodes like this one, or listening to my special one-hour and eight-hour-long nature sounds and background noises, like raindrops, ocean waves, ceiling fans, and white noise, then feel free to click the links in the show notes or visit my website at sleepwhispers.com. Alright, tonight's story is titled The Fir Tree and it's by Hans Christian Andersen with some minor edits by me for length, flow, clarity, and fit with the podcast. Most fairy tales are happy and sweet, but this one is a little sad, but also a little sweet, and it really is a perfect story to hear after the holiday season, because it's about the fate of a Christmas tree. It is the tale of a fir tree, and it's told from the perspective of the tree, who lives in the forest, but then is chopped down to be a Christmas tree. And as you can imagine, there are some upsides to being a beautifully decorated Christmas tree, but there are also some very big downsides. And this story reflects both those viewpoints. I almost didn't read this story because I was worried it might be too sad for adults, and especially for children. But then I realized that 
story which teaches children and reminds me, and maybe you, about empathy and seeing something or someone from a different viewpoint. This story reminded me that others have different experiences and perspectives than I do, especially if they come from a different background, have different life experiences, and super especially if they are a tree. I won't reveal the ending, but I will tell you that it it has a subtle sweetness to it, and it also reminded me of the value and the importance of gratitude. Before I start the story, I want you to think about your mattress for the next 60 seconds. You probably didn't get a new mattress from someone as a holiday gift. So, maybe it's time to just consider buying one for yourself. A good night's rest is that important. Purple is the sponsor of this episode, and they've designed a unique mattress that is firm but soft, breathable, so you stay cool. And it's so futuristic in a way that you may even feel like you're floating in the air. You can try a purple mattress for a hundred nights. And if you're not fully satisfied, then you can just return it for a full refund. And right now, you'll get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. Just text the word WHISPERS to the number 
how many years old they are. In winter, when the snow lay glittering on the ground, a rabbit would often come leaping along and jump right over the little tree. But two winters had now passed, and in the third winter, the tree was so large that the rabbit had to go around it. To grow and grow, to get older and be tall, thought the tree. That, after all, is the most delightful thing in the world. In autumn, the woodcutters always came and chopped down some of the largest trees. This happened every year, and the young fir tree, that had now grown to a very large size, trembled at the sight. The magnificent great trees fell to the earth with noise and cracking. The branches were lopped off, and the trees looked long and bare. They were hardly to be recognized, and then they were laid in carts, and horses dragged them out of the woods. Where did they go? What became of them? In spring, when the swallows came, the tree asked them, Do you know where they have been taking? Have you not met them anywhere? The swallows didn't know anything about it. Now when Christmas came, young trees were cut down, trees which often were not even as large or of the same age as this fir tree. These young trees, and they're always the finest looking, retained their branches. They were laid on carts, and the horses drew them out of the woods. Where are they going? asked the fir. They are not taller than I am. There was one indeed that was quite shorter. And why do they retain all their branches? Where are they taken? Oh, we do know, chirped the sparrows. We've peeped in at the windows in the town below. We know where they've been taken. The greatest splendor and the greatest magnificence one can imagine await them. We peeped through the windows and saw them planted in the middle of the warm room and ornamented with the most splendid things like gilded apples, gingerbread, toys, and hundreds of lights. And then, as the fir tree, and then, what happens then? We didn't see anything more, but what we saw was beautiful. I would like to know if I'm destined for so glorious a career, cried the tree, rejoicing. That is much better than to cross the sea. What a longing do I suffer were Christmas but to come. I am now tall, and my branches spread like the others that were carried off last Christmas. Oh, 
I wish I was already on that cart. I wish I was in a warm room with all that splendor and magnificence. Yes, then something better, something still grander, will surely follow. Or why else would they put ornaments all over me? Yes, it must be something better, something grander must follow. But what? Oh, how long, how I suffer. I don't know myself what is the matter with me. Rejoice in our presence, said the air and the sunlight. Rejoice in your own fresh youth. But the tree didn't rejoice at all. He grew and grew and was green throughout the winter and the summer. People that saw him said, What a fine tree. And towards Christmas, he was one of the first that was cut down. The axe struck deep into the very pith. The tree fell to the earth with a sigh. He felt a pain. It was like a swoon. He couldn't think of happiness, for he was sorrowful at being separated from his home, from the place where he had sprung up. He well knew that he should never see his dear old friends, the little bushes and flowers all around him anymore, perhaps not even the birds. The departure was not at all agreeable. The tree only came to himself when he was unloaded in a courtyard the other trees, and heard a man say, That one is splendid. We don't want the others. Then two servants came and carried the fir tree into a large and splendid living room. Portraits were hanging on the walls, and near the white porcelain stove stood two large Chinese vases with lions on the covers. There were also large easy chairs, silk sofas, large tables full of picture books and full of toys, worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. At least the children said so. And the fir tree was stuck upright in a cask that was filled with sand but no one could see that it was a cask because green cloth was hung all around it and it stood on a large and happily colored carpet. Oh, how the tree quivered with excitement. What was to happen? The servants, as well as the young ladies, decorated the tree. On one branch, there hung little nets cut out of colored paper, and each net was filled with sugar plums. And on the other boughs, gilded apples and walnuts were suspended, looking as though they had grown there. And little blue and white tapers were placed amongst the leaves, 
dolls that looked for all the world like little men. The tree had never beheld such before. These were also among the foliage, and at the very top a large gold star was fixed. It was really splendid, beyond description. This evening, they all said, how it will shine this evening. Oh, thought the tree, if the evening were but come, if the tapers were but lighted, and then I wonder what will happen. Perhaps the other trees from the forest will come to look at me. Perhaps the sparrows will beat against the windows. I wonder if I shall take root here in winter and summer, stand covered with these lovely ornaments. He thought very long and hard about this matter, and he was so impatient that he got a pain in his back. And for trees, this is the same as a headache for us. The candles were now lighted. Oh, what brightness! What splendor! The tree trembled so much with excitement that he was afraid he was going to shake off some of his ornaments. So the tree now did not even dare to tremble. What a state he was in. He was so uneasy that he should lose something of his splendor that he was quite bewildered amidst the glare and the brightness. Suddenly both folding doors opened and a troop of children rushed in, as if they might almost upset the tree. The older adults followed quietly, and then the little ones stood quite still. But they were still for only a moment. Then they shouted, and the whole place echoed with their rejoicing. The children danced around the tree and one present after the other was pulled off. What are they about? wondered the tree. What is to happen now? And the lights were then put out on the tree, and the children had permission to plunder the presents from the tree. The children danced about with their beautiful playthings. No one looked at the tree except the old nurse, who peeped between the branches, but it was only to see if there was a fig or an apple left that had been forgotten. A story, a story, cried the children, drawing a little short man towards the tree. He sat underneath it and said, Now we are in the shade, and the tree can listen too. But I shall only tell one story. Now which will you choose? The story about Ivity Avity, or about Humpty Dumpty, who tumbled downstairs, and yet after all that came to the throne and married the princess. Ivity Avity, cried some. Humpty Dumpty, cried the others. There was such a bawling and screaming. The fir tree was the only silent one, and he thought to himself, 
Am I not to fall with the rest? Am I to do nothing whatsoever? For he was one of the company, and had done what he had to do. The man told about Humpty Dumpty that tumbled down, who then came to the throne, and at last married the princess. And the children clapped their hands and cried, Oh, go on, do go on. They wanted to hear about Ippity Avity too, but the little man only told them about Humpty Dumpty. The fir tree stood quite still, and absorbed in thought. The birds in the wood had never related the like of this. Humpty Dumpty fell downstairs, and yet he married the princess. Yes, yes, I guess that's the way of the world, thought the fir tree, and believed it all, because the man who told the story was so good-looking and convincing. Well, well, who knows? Perhaps I may fall downstairs, too, and get a princess as a wife. And he looked forward with joy to tomorrow, when he hoped to be decked out again with lights, playthings, fruits, and tinsel. I won't tremble tomorrow, thought the fir tree. I will just enjoy to the full all my splendor. Tomorrow I shall hear again the story of Humpty Dumpty, and perhaps that of Ivity Avity too. And the whole night the tree stood still and in deep thought. In the morning the servant and the housemaid came in. Now then, the splendor will begin again, thought the fir tree. But they dragged him out of the room and up the stairs into the loft. And here in a dark corner, where no daylight could enter, they left him. What's the meaning of this? thought the tree. What am I to do here? What shall I hear now, I wonder? And he leaned against the wall, lost in his thoughts. Time enough had he too for his reflections. For days and nights passed on, and nobody came up. When at last somebody did come, was only to put some great trunks in a corner out of the way. There stood the tree, quite hidden. It seemed as if he had been entirely forgotten. It's now winter outside, thought the tree. The earth is hard and covered with snow. Men can't plant me now, and therefore I've been put up here under shelter till the springtime comes. How thoughtful is that? How kind man is, after all. If it only were not so dark up here, and so terribly lonely. Not even a rabbit. Not in the woods it was so pleasant, when the snow was on the ground, and the rabbit leaped by. Yes, even when he jumped over me. It is terribly lonely here. 
squeak, said Little Mouse at that same moment, peeping out of his hole. And then another little mouse came out. They sniffed about the fir tree and rustled amongst the branches. He stayed out there for many days and was often visited by the mice. He told them tales of his forest and tales from being inside the house. After a while, though, the mice grew tired of his stories. One morning, there came a quantity of people and set to work in the loft. The trunks were moved. The tree was pulled out and thrown, rather hard, down on the floor. But a man drew him towards the stairs, where the daylight shone. Now a merry life will begin again, thought the tree. He felt the fresh air, the first sunbeam, and now he was out in the courtyard. The court was next to a garden, and it was full of flowers. Now then, I shall really enjoy life. And he spread out his branches. But when he did, he saw that they were all withered and yellow. He was not a vibrant and healthy tree anymore. He now lay on the ground among weeds and nettles. But the golden star was still on top of the tree, and it glittered in the sunshine. In the courtyard, some of the merry children were playing, and these were the ones who had danced at Christmas time around the fir tree, and they were so glad at the sight of him. One of the youngest ran up and carefully removed the golden star. Look what is still on our old and wonderful Christmas tree, the little boy said gazing at the star with a smile on his face. The boys played about in the court, and the youngest one wore the gold star on his chest, which the tree had worn at the tip of his top. Although the little fir tree wouldn't see future days, fond memories and deep appreciation with the tree carried by the children for the rest of their lives. This is the end of this Storytime episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed, or even better, deeply asleep.